Hey guys, today we're going to continue our series, how cognitive illusions prevent you from building the life that you actually want. So if you're just jumping into the series, here's how you can get caught up. In the introduction, which I've linked above, I told you how cognitive illusions systematically prevent people from building the lives that they actually want. And they do this by causing people to make decision after decision based on faulty thinking. And once you know what these illusions are, you can combat them with signposts that let you know when you've entered the cognitive illusion zone and external structure to help you navigate through the illusion. And then in part one of this series, which I've also linked above, we talked about cognitive illusion number one, anchoring to the negative. And then in yesterday's video, which I've also linked above, we started talking about cognitive illusion number two, trying to do it right. So in yesterday's video, I walked you through how this illusion works and why it leads you to create the life that you actually don't want. So go back and listen to that or read that first if you haven't already. And today we're gonna talk about how to combat this illusion. Okay, so how do we combat this? Before we get into the signposts and the external structure that can combat this cognitive illusion, let me just give you some tone setters for this problem overall. First off, being who you really are and not who you think the rules require you to be is really hard. E.E. E. Cummings said it best. His quote is, to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight and never stop fighting. And I don't say this to intimidate you. I say this to reassure you that if you're finding it difficult, it's not a you problem. It actually is this hard, that hard of a problem. And second tone setter, being who you really are is not a process of discovering or creating something that doesn't exist yet. It's actually a process of excavating what already exists. I really love the way that Emily McDowell said it. She said, finding yourself is not really how it works. You aren't a $10 bill in last winter's coat pocket. You are also not lost. Your true self is right there, buried under cultural conditioning, other people's opinions, and inaccurate conclusions you drew as a kid that became beliefs about who you are. Finding yourself is actually returning to yourself an unlearning, an excavation, a remembering of who you were before the world got its hands on you. All right, so let's talk about signposts, which is how you know that you've entered this cognitive illusion zone. When you're trying to do it right, according to your brain's automatic rule book, what emotions do you feel? What physical sensations do you feel? What do you tend to do? And what do you not tend to do? All of those are gonna be your signposts. These are some of my answers to those questions. I tend to feel pressured, tense, and kind of afraid. Physically, my throat feels tighter and it feels like there's something dragging down in the center of my chest. Also, my neck and my shoulders tend to tense up and start to twinge a little bit. And I often will start to fidget with my hands or my toes. And in terms of what I do when I'm trying to do it right, I tend to either procrastinate so I can avoid the situation altogether, or if I can't avoid it, I start resigning myself to the trade-offs and chastising myself for wanting such stupid, lazy, inconvenient things and just forcing myself to do what I need to do, quote unquote. 
I also tend to start scanning myself for everything else that I'm doing wrong. And suddenly lots of other examples will occur to me. My brain will be like, and you're screwing this up and you're screwing that up. And you're also screwing that up. And it feels like a massive pylon of all my wrongness. And I also start to wonder what's wrong with me that I can't just be the way that I'm supposed to be. My brain will say things like, I need to be more disciplined. Why can't I just get it together? I need to get better at time management, all those kinds of things. And in terms of what I don't do when I'm in this cognitive illusion zone, I don't think about anything that I'm doing right. It's like I literally just forget about all of that stuff. And I don't question or chastise the rule book. I only question and chastise myself for not being able to follow it. So when any or all of those things happen, I know for sure that I'm in the trying to do it right cognitive illusion zone and that I need to stop trusting my automatic instincts and use external structure to navigate through the situation. So here's some suggestions on external structure you can use. When you're caught in this illusion, it's like your brain is stuck on one axis with right on one side and wrong on the other side. And your brain is sliding back and forth across this axis, trying to find the best place on it. But right versus wrong is the wrong question to be asking. You don't need to find your place on this right-wrong axis. You actually need to jump to a different axis on a different plane altogether, a completely different paradigm. It could be an axis like more like myself versus less like myself, or more of the different parts of me are aligned, integrated, and congruent with each other versus fewer of the different parts of me are aligned, integrated, and congruent with each other. Or more of the different parts of me are represented and fully cared for in the final answer versus fewer of the different parts of me are represented and fully cared for in the final answer. Some parts of me are having to be squashed down or chopped off or shut away in a box to make this answer work. Now, I'm going to say something very important. All of these three axes that I just described, they are not just new versions of the right-wrong paradigm. Being more yourself is not right or enlightened or the correct way to do things. And being less yourself is not wrong or unenlightened or means you're failing at coaching. Being more internally aligned or more internally congruent is not right or enlightened or the correct way to do things. And being less internally aligned or less internally congruent is not wrong or unenlightened or means that you're failing coaching. Neither side of these axes is right or wrong. They are completely different paradigms. They're on different planes of existence and different planes of meaning. And so asking which side of this new axis is right and which one's wrong is kind of like asking a gay couple, so who's the man and who's the woman in this relationship? That question doesn't make sense because there isn't a man and a woman in the relationship. You can't define a gay relationship in terms of the man and the woman because the relationship doesn't fit the heterosexual paradigm. And when your brain asks that question, what it's really trying to do is hold on to the old paradigm by making this new thing fit within the old paradigm's terms. And you have to catch that your brain is doing that and say, no, that question doesn't make sense. It's like asking, is 30 minutes red or blue? 
You can't describe units of time in terms of colors. You can't describe a gay couple in terms of the man and the woman. And you can't describe being more or less yourself, more or less internally aligned, more or less internally congruent in terms of right and wrong. All these things exist on totally different planes of meaning. Now your brain will probably try to hang on to the old right-wrong paradigm. That's what it's supposed to do. Nothing is going wrong here. But if it does, it's very important that you catch it and you push it to think in terms of a totally new paradigm and not to just think of this as essentially right and wrong, but like with more words attached. Because if you don't catch your brain on this and push it to actually create a new paradigm, instead of just defining everything in terms of right and wrong, like it's already been doing, what you'll end up doing is accidentally creating a new way for you to be right or wrong, a new way to fail at something or get an A plus at something. And you'll end up accidentally trapping yourself further in the right-wrong dynamic instead of freeing yourself from it. Okay, so here's what I suggest you actually specifically do in the moment in terms of external structure, now that I've explained the concept of like jumping onto a totally different axis. First, notice the signpost. And then use the signpost as your trigger to jump to the new paradigm. So here's how I do it for myself. I feel the pressure, the tension, the tight throat, the tense neck, the tense shoulders. I notice the signpost. Okay, I'm in the cognitive illusion zone of trying to do it right. And I notice that my brain really wants to work on the question, how do I do this right? And figure out how to follow the rulebook as well as possible and probably start listing all the ways that I'm doing it wrong. And when I notice all those signposts, I stop and I say, no, this is the wrong question to be asking. Let's work on this question instead. How is this an opportunity to excavate who I really am? How is this an opportunity to be even more myself? How can I do this thing that's in front of me really like myself? And I work on those questions instead. Overall, I want you to think of this like building a new habit. James Clear talks about habits having four components, a cue, a craving, a response, and a reward. You currently have a mental habit of trying to do it right. So if something happens, like you look at your to-do list, or you go into a meeting with your boss, or you're at a party where you don't know anyone, or it's 1 a.m. and you're laying in bed, unable to sleep, all of those things are cues. And when those cues happen, you feel the emotions and sensations, pressure, tension, tight throat, all of those things. And your brain really wants to figure out how to do it right in this situation. That's the craving. And then you believe your brain and you start working on the question, how do I do it right? And worrying about all the ways that you're currently doing it wrong. That's the response to the craving. And when you do all that, you feel like you're managing the threat of being wrong and that you're on the right track, that you will get to the promised land where you'll be safe and loved and good enough and productive and all of those things if you can just figure out how to do it right. And that is the reward. And it's kind of weird to think of it as a reward because it's often pretty stressful to try to do it right all the time and scan yourself for everything you're doing wrong all the time. But when you believe that doing it wrong is dangerous, it's even more stressful to not try to do it right and to not scan yourself for everything you're doing wrong. Doesn't it feel even scarier to say, it doesn't matter whether I do it right or not, or to say, who cares? I'll just let it be bad. 
So that's the relief and the safety and the quote unquote reward that comes from following your craving and working on the question, how can I do it right? And worrying about all the ways that you're currently doing it wrong. You feel like you're doing all this, but you feel like doing all this is keeping you safe from the super scary scenario of doing it wrong and violating your brain's automatic rule book. So this is the habit loop that you have to interrupt with whatever external structure you choose. So all of the same cues will still happen. You have the same meetings, the same to-do list, the same parties, the same quiet nights alone with your thoughts. All that stuff is still gonna happen. And you will still have the same craving, the pressure, the tension, and the desire to figure out how to do it right and to worry about all the ways you're doing it wrong. But what you're gonna do is put in a new response to that craving. Instead of going with the usual response of trying to figure out how to do it right and worrying about all the ways you're doing it wrong, go with a new response. These could be things like asking, how is this an opportunity to be even more myself? Or you could ask, what am I doing right? And therefore anchor yourself to the positive instead of the negative. Or you could tap into your inner fan, which is a concept I wrote about, which I've linked above. Or you could tap into expert mode, which is another concept I wrote about and linked above. Or anything else, any kind of small external structure that's accessible in the moment that you can do quickly. And then, Give yourself a reward. The reward could be inherent if the new response makes you feel better and shifts you into a different mode of thinking and feeling. It could be its own reward. Or you can give yourself a small external reward. You can literally pat yourself on the back or give yourself a little hug or just smile and drop your shoulders for one or two seconds. Just give yourself a tiny boost of positive reinforcement to close the loop on this new habit. Now it's okay if your brain is super hooked onto its old habit of trying to do things right. This pattern interrupt process that I just described uses that to your advantage. You don't need the cues to go away and you don't need your craving to do it right and ruminate about all the ways you're doing it wrong to go away. Because every time your brain goes to its old habitual place, you can use that as the jumping off point to get another rep on your new habit. The more stuck your brain is in the old habit, the more reps you'll get on the new habit. And reps are what cement a new habit into your brain. The more reps you get every hour, every day, every week, the faster your brain will put this new habit on autopilot. And I don't want you to worry about getting it right 100% of the time. I'll talk more about this tomorrow when I talk about the common pitfalls that people run into when combating this cognitive illusion. But for now, let me tell you this. The goal here is not to think the right thoughts 100% of the time. That's just the right-wrong paradigm popping up again. The goal is just to get regular reps. Quantity creates quality. Even if it feels awkward or fake or stupid or unnatural, or you feel like you don't really know what you're doing for the first few days or the first few weeks, just keep getting reps and let the rest take care of itself. And if you want to ensure that you get this done, that you fully rewire your brain to stop falling for the illusion of trying to do it right, and you want to instead build the habit of being yourself in all the moments and all the decisions in your life, both big and small, there is no better way to get that done than hiring a coach. This is exactly what I help people do day in and day out and I can help you too. So let's get started. Go to the link above and book a free coaching consult.